You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help bump us up in the podcast platforms. Additionally, make sure you share it with your friends. In this podcast, we're going to hear a Sunday morning message. So I'm going to sit down on a chair this morning. Um, I've not shared this from the pulpit. Um, You know, I've been about five months trying to figure out after the stroke what's going on in my side and my stomach. And uh, I went through literally 11 major tests, and every individual said, every test said, you're, you're fine, there's nothing wrong. And that works with you, too. And uh, you, many of you remember several weeks ago, I came out on a Sunday morning, and I uh, said, listen, don't anyone think anything is wrong with me um, as far as being upset or mad? My demeanor is not the same. I've been up all night. I've been in pain. I said, I've been hurting right in behind this rib, and nobody can help seem to find out what the problem is. God has a way. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. Uh, we have a newer family, Dr. Uh, David Ferris. He's an eye doctor, and he was not in the sanctuary that morning. They were away on a getaway, him and his wife, but he was watching by live stream. So at the end of that service, when I went to the back and I shook everyone's hands and told everyone goodbye, and I went to my office and I picked up my phone to see if I had any messages or phone calls. And there was a message from Dr. Ferris and it went something like this. Hey, pastor, we're out of town watching by live stream. You mentioned your rib. Uh, I have a good personal doctor friend of mine that is the number one rib specialist in the world. Would you like to go see him? Hello. Yes. <laughs> Introduce me to that man. And so I had to wait two months to get in uh, to see him. I was sitting in that little room waiting. He opened the door, he introduced himself, and he said, listen, you have a slipped rib. I said, doctor, I heard you are good, that you are number one in the world. That's what I said. But you haven't even touched me yet, and you're telling me I got a slipped rib. He said, Dr. Ferris told me that uh, they'd already done a CT scan on you and told you it was fine. I've looked at the CT scan. Uh, and I'm going to prove to you by showing you on the CT scan. Uh, slipped rib is, uh, mine is number 10. God created it to be attached to number 9. Number 11 and 12 are floating ribs. Number 10 is not supposed to be a floating rib. It is torn completely apart from number 9. And when I move, it moves and it drives me crazy at times. So he said to me, I'll show you that on the CT scan, but I'm going to prove it to you through a physical He told me to lay down on the table, roll up on my side. He said, I'm about to put my finger in a place. You tell me if you have a slip rib. I wish I would have took his word for it (laughs) because literally I came off the table. But I'll be honest with you, a million pounds. He looked at me and he said this, you can get the cancer thought out of your mind. It felt like a million pounds had left me. And then he said to me, he said, I'm not 100% certain this is your problem. I thought, here we go again. And he said, I'm 110% certain. He said, I was told you have an appointment in November in Cleveland Clinic with a stomach specialist. Cancel your appointment. God is a good, good God. Can someone say amen? Praise the Lord. He is the doctor that invented the procedure, surgical procedure, to repair this situation. People come from all over the world, Germany, New Zealand, all over the world. So all the good news, then he hit me with this. I'm going to fix you, but I can't do it. I'm booked until March 30th. 
March 30th. So bear with me between now and then if I get a little cantankerous, all right? Stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. The title of the message, and, and, and as Pastor Kerry said, we have um, had a tough week. We've, we've buried those that we've loved. We've stood beside bedsides of those that are, are in desperate need of a touch. Uh, it, it's been, and, and then yesterday we went to a wedding. And uh, yesterday afternoon after a funeral, and we, we went to Zach and Ashley, and they're both on this platform on Sunday mornings, a young couple, 22, and, and, and man, what a, what a beautiful wedding, and they're on their honeymoon right now. And uh, so, you know, there's good things that happen, but there's uh, uh, bad things that come along, and we just got to stay in balance. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to preach to myself this morning. Uh, uh, anybody have a rough week today, this week? Anybody have, have a rough week? All right. Wow. Okay. Um, the title, I would maybe say the three R's, um, Refuge, River, and Ruler. And I'm going to read from Psalms chapter 46, and I, I was going to only read a, a verse, but I, I think I'll read all 11 verses. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. Somebody say a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. What is he, what is it don't matter what happens. God is still in control. He's still our refuge. It does not matter. Some people fear the atomic bomb and all, all the different things that could happen, but God is still in control. Can someone say amen? He says, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. I love this. There, there is a river. There is a river. I remember in the office this morning, I was singing, there's an old song about there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy places of the tabernacles of the Most High. And God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. <laughs> God, I got, I got to say it again. God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. God's in my midst, and I shall not be moved. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh! Huh. God shall help her, and that rightly and right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted, the Lord of hosts is with us. Somebody say he's with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Shut up. <laughs> Be still and know that I am God. When all hell shows up on your front porch, just shut up and be still and know that he is the Lord. Anybody believe that? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Be still and know that I am God. 
and I will be exalted. He said, I'm God and I will be exalted. It don't matter how far America goes down the rat hole, he is still God and he is still in control and he still will be exalted. Give him a hand and a shout of praise. He's God. Woo! <laughs> I'm starting to feel better. My help is on its way. Correction, my help has arrived. The Holy Spirit, King of kings, Lord of lords, he's God. Give him a hand clap and a shout of triumph in the house. I will be exalted in the Lord in the earth, and the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I just feel like Miss Mary ought to pray right now. Give her a microphone. Hallelujah. I'm about to jerk this jacket off. Hallelujah, my God. We thank you for your presence, oh Lord. Yes. That we feel in this place this morning. Spirit of the living God, walk up and down these aisles this morning, I pray, and minister to each and every need, oh God, no matter what it is this morning, Lord, for God, you are our refuge, you are our strength, you're our very present help in time of trouble, God. Father, you are the I am that I am this morning, and God, there's not one thing, Father, mm -hmm. in this house that has me one God that has a need that you are not able and more than able to meet those needs, God. I pray for my pastor this morning. I pray, God, for a triple portion upon mm -hmm. him this morning. God, mm -hmm. that you will move through him through the Holy Spirit, God, and that you will bless your word this morning, make it alive yeah. unto us, oh God, I yeah. pray. And we'll not fail to give you praise mm -hmm. and give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus this morning. Amen. Somebody stand, just stand. Give God a hand. Don't let me close without making that announcement. Come on, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hey, let's run the devil right out of here. Let's run the devil right back to hell where he belongs. Kick him out of your house. Kick him out of your family. Come on. Kick him out of your finances. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Woo! All right, we're going to try. We're going to try. Sit down. We're going to try. God is our refuge. That's all right. Amen. God is our refuge. Somebody say refuge. He's our strength and a very help in a time of trouble. And as I've said, it's been a difficult week, but during the storms of life, anybody know what the storms of life are about in the house? Does anybody know? Can I tell you during the storms of life, Dr. Phil can't help you. Dr. Feelgood, he got it on TV, but he ain't got what God, Jehovah, has. Oprah Winfrey can't help you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But I'm telling you about a God that is in control, a God that we already heard never slept, uh, never sleeps, never slumbered. He's God Almighty. He's on call 24-7. Do you hear me? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Many scholars, 
many scholars, and yes, Bruce, I'm not talking about myself. I figured I'd cut that off before Bruce made some kind of smart remark right there. Many Bible scholars believe that Psalms 46 was written to commemorate Judah's deliverance. And it's a whole other story, but if, if God could save Hezekiah and his city from total destruction, and you, you go home and you read about it, and you, and, and you study about that, then he can surely help you and me in the distress uh, and the distractions that are in our life. Does anybody have any stress in your life? Does anybody have any distractions in your life other than that microphone cracking right there? Listen to me, if a single angel could rescue a nation, a single angel could rescue a nation, think of how the Lord and his angelic host can help and strengthen you and I. God is our refuge. He's our strength. A very present help in trouble. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's my helper. So when we look at all 11 verses in chapter 46, we find a threefold picture of the God who is number one, our refuge. And then we see the second part, God is our river. And then the third part, he is our ruler. This verse begins by saying, God in verse one is our refuge. Somebody say, he's my refuge. When we talk about in 2021, when we talk about places of refuge today, we hear such things as panic rooms. We hear such things as safe places. I'm not against a panic room. I'm not against a safe place. We hear things like super bunkers. I, I would say under the White House, there's probably a super bunker. But there is no place on earth that there is complete safety outside of being in Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can have a panic attack, you can go to a panic room, you can go to a safe place, it's a whole different world today, but I'm telling you, those are all good, but you need to go to the rock, you need to go to God Almighty that is our refuge, our very strength in the time of trouble. He's God, he's above any safe, any safe room, any panic room, he is God. If you believe it, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. You and I that are in Christ, he's our hiding place. Whew, I feel his presence. I looked at my wife doing worship. I said, I got goosebumps cleared down both of my legs and I needed it. Do you hear what I'm saying? You need it. Every once in a while, the tank starts to get a little empty and you pull up and pay $3.15 a gallon. Don't get me started on that. But today, I pulled up to God Almighty and it's free. He said, you drink of the living water. You'll never thirst again. You need to get filled up today. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. He's our hiding place. He's our refuge. He's a shelter. He's our safety. The word refuge is used many times in the book of Psalms to describe our Lord. And I want to just share a few of those. And again, I made myself a note. I'm preaching to myself. God is our refuge like a rock. Somebody say he's like a rock. 
Psalms 18 and 2 says, the Lord is my rock in whom I will take refuge like a rock, like a big rock that just can't be moved. He, you can't move him. We're living in a time where everybody's moved according to their feelings. God has never moved. Do you hear me? He's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. His feelings don't change. He is the rock. He's your refuge. Do you hear me? The writer of Psalm 71 and 3 prayed, be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. You can't always get a hold of me. You can't always get a hold of your spouse, but you can run to the rock. He's always there. He never leaves. He knows what's going on before it ever happens. You can run to the rock. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to run to the rock. Many of the Psalms were written by David who often hid from pursuing enemies in a cave. God is our rock. He's our cave, so to speak. You can, you can hide in the cave. You can get in the shelter. Do you hear me? He's the one whom we sing, rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Sometimes, uh, instead of running to Facebook, Twitter, Ditter, and Skitter, why don't you run to the rock? Why don't you climb up in the cave uh, while the storm passes over and the enemy walks on by and don't even know you're in the shelter of the almighty God. You've curled up. You're in the palm of his hand. You've got in the cleft of the rock and the storm can't reach you. Somebody, anybody, get to the rock and give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Rock of ages. Woo! Clap for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Woo! Quit hiding yourself in the pill. Quit hiding yourself in the bottle. Start hiding yourself in the cleft of the rock. Woo! He'll bring water out of the rock. He'll quench your thirst. He's God. I'm about to have a spell. Everybody in the house, you, uh, you, you trust me or you wouldn't be here. Close your eyes. You know I ain't, going, I ain't coming after your wallet. Close your eyes. I ain't going to take no jewelry off of you. And just for a minute, imagine finding absolute safety from the storms and the foes within a rocky cleft. Within a rocky cleft. Keep your eyes closed. I don't know how you've hurt this week. I don't know your pain, but you just climbed up in a cave. You're in a cleft of the rock, and he's there with you. He loves you, man. He'll help you through it. He'll give you peace. Do you hear me? If you believe that, just give him a hand clap of praise. So God is a refuge like a shield. Psalms 18, verse 30, the last part of that says, he is a buckler. That means he's a shield to all those that trust him. I'm not there to where I have total trust at all times, Lynn. I'm, I'm not always there. There's times, man, where I'm overwhelmed and, and I start looking at the situation instead of getting behind the shield. 
Psalms 119 and 114 adds, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. In biblical times, warriors would position themselves behind their shields to defect the blows of the enemy. And I underlined this word when I wrote it down, positioned. Position is everything. Some of you coaches that are in here, if one person is out of position, nothing else goes right. The same way in the army of God, when, when you're out of position, when you are not behind the shield, you are vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. You have got to stay behind the shield. You've got to stay behind the presence of God. You say, well, pastor, you're preaching to the church. I know exactly who I'm talking to. And a lot of us get out from behind the shield. We go places we shouldn't be. We do things and we see things we shouldn't do and shouldn't see. Somebody say position. The psalmist was saying God is a wraparound. He's a wraparound shield. He protects me on every side. Can I tell you, he has protected me this year. He's protected me all my life. But he protected me two different trips in a squad to Morgantown. And then just a couple weeks ago, I was mowing my yard that I have mowed for 15 years. And that bank had slid away three or four years ago. And literally, there's a place that Here's the edge of the grass, and it's straight down 15 feet. And I've mowed that yard every, twice a week, because I love to mow grass. And all of a sudden, that mower went to go. And I panicked. First thing I didn't want a zero turn. When you let go of one side, the other side goes, spins. But I had to let go and turn the blade off. And when I move my hand like that, this hand pulls. That mower stood straight in the air, went down, and I was one foot from that drop-off. And I was still in an area as steep as these steps. And it went down probably 30 or 40 feet. But about right here was two great big grapevines that came down, and they were rooted around a rock. And then, uh, I just said, rooted around a rock. That just hit me, rooted around a rock. There I sat. I don't care what I look like. There I sat. First thought came to my mind. My wife is gonna kill me. I undid that seatbelt, climbed up out of there. About that time here she'd come running across the yard. What did you do? We had never hit me till just now. The rock. <laughs> he wasn't the seatbelt. He wasn't the roll cage. It was the rock. And the same rock that saved me is the rock that'll save you. Has the rock ever delivered? Has the rock ever saved anybody at Jewel City? Give the rock a shout of praise. Oh. Woo. <laughs> Woo. I came up to the church, Tommy Chickarill's here. I said, Tommy, I don't want everybody to know this. <laughs> 
He brought the tractor down with chains and pulled it up out of there. He's the rock. He's a shield. Do you hear me? The psalmist was saying, it don't matter what's going on. Uh, get to the rock. God is our refuge like a tower. He's a tower, a strong tower. Do you hear me? Psalm 61 and 3, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. In the biblical times, towers afforded a sense of security by providing very thick walls and very high elevations. So the wall was thick and the enemy couldn't get through. But there, the warriors, the guards were high above and it gave them great advantage. They had velocity with their arrows. Because if you're shooting from way up top, man, instead of shooting from below, the enemy would shoot from below and they would lose velocity. But the strong tower, when we get in the tower, we got velocity. We see things from heaven's point of view. And our problem is we wanna stay down amongst the enemy. Kind of like we've all heard a chicken in the chicken, in the chicken yard just, just walking around pecking things all the time. Where the eagle is above and he's seeing everything from God's perspective. He's got the advantage. Do you hear what I'm saying? You gotta get out of the chicken yard. Quit pecking around at everything that's down in the dirt and the mud and rise above and get to the high tower. Get into the tower. Get into the refuge of God and see everything from the perspective of where God is. Man, oh man, oh man. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, quit being a chicken. <laughs> Somebody like that. <laughs> the Bible said in Proverbs 18 and 10, the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. He's not the big guy in the sky. Ticks me off. Yeah. Dan is not his middle name. Do you hear me? It's not his middle name. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. And the righteous run to it. Well, pastor, you just don't know what I'm going through and I'm just not able to go down to the church. Got an empty seat there beside me where mom used to sit and I just can't make myself go down there. Hmm. Right here's a family that we laid your mom, your mother-in-law to rest yesterday. They didn't stay home today. How righteous are you? The Bible says the righteous run to. So you ain't real righteous if you run from. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's never been a day. I buried my mom. I buried my dad. I buried my brother. I buried half your families. Never been a day as heavy as it was that I didn't want to run to the tower, to the high tower. Do you hear what I'm saying? We serve a God who is always above the circumstances. Have you ever heard or have you ever used this phrase? Someone say, how you doing? Well, under the circumstances. Under the circumstances. I've done it. I've been guilty under the circumstances. I just had five strokes, a blood clot, and, and I got uh, one of my ribs floating around in there. My brother-in-law says that's because a woman has one less rib. That's what Gibbs says. Never did like that boy. Some things you just can't fix. 
You know what I'm saying. Run to the rock. Run to the tower. Trust him. Trust him. I'm preaching this morning a little longer than normal. Huh? Well, under the circumstances. Under. Under the circumstances. I thought I'd tell somebody this morning. God is always above the circumstances. He's a tower. He's not under any circumstance. God knew the circumstance before the circumstance knew that it was a circumstance. Try to repeat that. God knows everything. Do you hear me? Well, under the circumstances, I think I'm going to survive. Well, with that mentality, you might survive, but I would rather know the circumstances that God is in the tower, that I'm going to run to the tower, and I'm not going to survive. I will thrive. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Uh, God is a refuge like a shelter. Somebody say he's a shelter. Boy, it's about to explode. Psalms, I can hear my heart. I, I'm, I'm on a heart medicine to keep my heart beat low. I don't think it's working right now. <laughs> Psalms 31, 19, and 20. Oh, gr how great. Somebody say, how great. That's pathetic. Say, how great. how great. Oh, how great is thy goodness. Has God been good to anybody in this room? Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which them hast brought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of the presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion for the strife of tongues, from the strife of tongues. Many of our problems comes from the words of other people. That's why we're studying the bait of Satan. And I'm thankful, man, we had a crowd here last Sunday night. And we'll be here until January, honestly, on Sunday nights in the bait of Satan. So many of our problems come from the words of other people. If you've ever been caught in the rain, has anybody ever been caught in the rain? When you get caught in the rain, you are looking for shelter. You're looking for a canopy to run to. Maybe a store, a front, a hut, a house. But how about an umbrella? You gotta find refuge, you gotta find shelter. Perhaps you are incurring a stormy weather right now, some weather that is stormy. Has anybody been a, you know what, I, I started that series last Sunday night on the, the bait of Satan, the spirit of offense. I got offended this week. I did, I got offended. I'm coming home from the wedding last night and we stopped at the bull ride and we're coming home and I told my wife how I got offended. She looked at me and she said, I, I didn't say I got offended, I told her what was bugging me and it wasn't her. I wanna make that clear, all right? I'll make that clear. And she looked at me and she said, you must have really got hurt. She said, you've told me this three times this week. And I didn't say a word to her and I thought, hmm, I took the bait. I took the bait. Anybody been offended this week? Anybody? Anybody been offended this week? Well, for you that are not, let me try to offend you. No, no. When it's raining, you gotta find some shelter. Huh? You, you can't stay out there 
in the rain. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You got to get some shelter. I've seen you raise your hand. So you know what's good about when I got shelter, when I've been hurt and I get underneath the presence, the umbrella, so to speak, of God, then I'm wise enough to see somebody, put that down, put that down. I, I hope I don't offend you. But then I can provide some shelter right. for somebody right. else. Right. Instead of saying, I'm gonna stay out in the rain, I don't want God's shelter, then it spews over on somebody else and I can't help them. Somebody else, somebody stand up, somebody stand up. Bruce, I don't even like you, but come on over here. Come on over here, Bruce, come on. See, get on the shelter. The presence of God is not just big enough for me. Rita, get in front of me right there. Somebody get behind me right now. Come on, somebody, come on, get behind me right now. The shelter and the presence of God is big enough. We can all walk together and the storms of life cannot destroy any of us. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Somebody stand with me, stand with me. Get under the umbrella. Get under the umbrella. Quit getting mad. That's right, Grace. Grace, you can walk with me. Grace, you can walk with me. Stay under the umbrella. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh, I'll tell you what. If you'll stand, if you'll stand with me, I'll stand. All right? Don't need that. Huh? I ain't done. I ain't done. Has somebody upset you this week? Anybody upset you? If you've been upset more than twice this week, raise both hands. If you've been upset more than twice, raise both hands on one foot. If you've been upset more than four times, raise both hands and both feet, then you got a problem. God is our refuge like wings. Speaking about the barnyard and the chickens. Mama chickens got some wings. And then babies get covered. In the Psalms 57 and 1, David wrote, I'll take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Until the storm, till the storm passes over. Until the thunder sounds no more. As far as I'm going, I'm in the wrong key. And I know you got to stay under the wings, under the shelter. Someone say amen. amen. Psalms 91 and 4, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. Stay under the wings. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, stay under the wings. Whether we live or die. Somebody coming to the piano. Whether we live or die, the eternal God is our refuge. Do you hear me? Someone say, well, Clarice's refuge let her down? No, he took her home. <laughs> you, through, through the passing of a loved one, you either get bitter or you'll get better. Do you hear me? He's our safety. In him through Christ, we stand. Colossians 3 and 1, if then be risen with Christ. Now listen to this. Seek those things which are above. Above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affections on things above, 
Not on the things of the earth, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. You are hid with Christ. A refuge is something, when you seek a refuge, it's something on the outside. It's that umbrella, it's that canopy, it's that shelter. Strength is something on the inside. It's an internal word. Because according to Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge. And then he said, in strength. <laughs> and a very present help in trouble. Notice he's our help on the downside of life. He's our strength on the downside of life. And we all have downsides, down days. God is a help. He's a very present help, a very present help in the time of trouble. Second, and I won't focus on the second R as long, river. He's our refuge. He's our river. Psalms 46 and 4. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. Nearly every great city in the world has a great river. But one ancient capital has no river, no lake, no body of water. Jerusalem. Dry as dust can be. No water. But it had God. Do you hear me? What's the writer talking about? Most scholars, and I had to write this down in Psalms 46, says that it's an Israeli national psalm composed to commemorate the deliverance of Judah during the Syrian invasion. So there they are inside this fortified city. And the outside has got thousands of the enemy. And they're inside and there's no water. No river, no life-giving currents. But deep below the city and the homes, deep below the ground level, there was a stream flowing. And there is spiritual meaning to this. Do you hear me? Listen to that. It says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Far beneath the ground level of your life, far beneath the ground level of my life is a secret spring for Christians. And it's the greatest underground current that the universe has ever experienced. It's a river called the Holy Spirit. Well beneath where it can't be seen. Psalms 87 and 7 says, All my springs are in thee. He keeps us alive even when the enemy is encircled against us. In Jeremiah we read, For my people have committed two evils. Listen to this. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. Two evils. Nothing's ever changed. Nothing's ever changed. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Who in their right mind would walk away from a stream of water, fresh water, and go to a cistern that's broken? What is a broken cistern in 2021? It's living and depending your life on your finances, on your power, on your home, on your relationships. It's anything you put before God. Do you hear me? Last R is our ruler. In Psalms 46, verse eight, come 
Behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. And I will be exalted amongst the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Imagine writing this after seeing how God delivered your city from something like 185,000 encircling soldiers. I'm going to close in saying something. No matter how hard your day may be today, no matter how hard and difficult your week may be in the upcoming week or the rest of this year, never, never, never forget who holds controlling interest in this world. It's God. It's nobody else. I know we pick on politics all the time, but it's not the NFL, it's not the MLB, it's not the NBA, it's not Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or the seven, or three stooges. I'll start to say seven stooges. That's, what's that, seven dwarfs, right? I never did like that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> I, I like the Flintstones. <laughs> That's a whole other message. Yabba dabba do. <laughs> Laughter. Somebody say laughter. It's like medicine to the soul. So no matter how bad it gets, just remember who's in charge. One wink from heaven. One wink. One wink. And it could all be over. He's still God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're going to make it. Now look at the same neighbor and say, neighbor, we are on the winning side. Give God a hand clap of praise. Turn the lights up, would you please? Everyone remain standing with me. All over this place. Let's be honest. Every individual in here, how many's had a little bit of a rough week? Huh? Can I just be honest and not be arrogant? It's just life. I had a lady tell me Friday, I tried to minister to her. I tried my best. I could tell she was bitter. She was hurt. She said, life ain't fair. And I wanted to say, no, life ain't fair. But I knew. I knew to just keep my mouth shut and just say, ma'am, I love you. She wasn't mad at me. I don't even know the lady's name, but I know where she lives and I know what God's laid in my heart. Let's be patient with people. Let's listen. That's my problem. I want to talk. Like right now, I just keep talking. Someone say, Pastor, we need to quit. Don't you dare say that. So all over this building, you raised your hand. You said it's been a tough week. It's been a tough week. Run to the rock. Run to the rock. Run to the tower. Why walk into church? If you're just a check off the box for the week and I went and listened to the big sweaty guy and you're here for the wrong reason run to the rock you ain't got nothing to run to or run for I'll take it why don't you come pray for me run to the rock these people were coming so every head is bowed and every eye is closed and I can't save nobody can't save a gnat 
but the Lord can save you. I'm here as just a messenger to say that, tell you that God loves you. If you're here today and you've never prayed and asked Christ into your life, never asked Him to forgive you of your sins, friend, you are as lost as lost can be. You're on dangerous grounds. But today, by the grace of God, you'll touch your heart and change your life. Save your soul. From the oldest to the youngest, if you understand right from wrong, today could be your day. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to drag you down front. But if you're here this morning, and you say, I'd like to depend upon the Lord. I'd like to ask Christ into my life. I'd like to give him my life. I'd like to ask him to forgive me of my sins. Would you slip your hand up real high? Again, I'm not coming to you. Is there one? 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 Anybody in the house? Some Sundays I overlook hands and people tell me later, I don't want to do that. Is there any? Is there any? Is there any? Is there any? Then as Pastor Kerry sings, right here, man, I'm standing right on the rock. I'm standing at the tower. We got a pretty big altar. Would you come? Would you come? Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.